Hello and welcome to Valley Lights Church. You've joined us on a good day and the focus for today is really, here's, here's my big goal, to celebrate what God has done because He's provided for us. God has provided a new gathering location for us, for our church to meet physically, in person. And so, man, it's amazing. It's, uh, it's been a subject of a lot of prayer and now we have a place to gather. So we're in a place in Santa Clarita um, that we can gather in on Sunday mornings, and we actually have access to the place 24-7. But uh, it's, the location that we're in, is, uh, it's been a church for many years. Uh, a number of churches have been in that property over the past few decades. And if you search for it on Google, uh, you know, the, the address of the location, then a, a bunch of different church names will pop up. <laughs> And including ours now, I think, as long as we get you know things all synced up with Google Maps. Um, but you know what? We've uh, we've been portable, you know, for the life of our church so far. And actually, I've been a part of portable churches for the past 15 years. And having a place, uh, a church building to gather in that we have access to 24/7 is that feels totally foreign to me. <laughs> Uh, we'll be able to use it for a lot of other things. I mean, normally we just rent a place for four hours on a Sunday morning, uh, you know, for setup and tear down and our church service. But now we've got this all week long. And so I'm excited about the opportunities that come from that. I shared a brief timeline of our church history last week and all the different, you know, we've been in a half dozen locations over the first year of the life of our church. And uh, it's been you know, it's kind of it was it's kind of fun and exciting in the process, but when I look back now, it kind of feels more exhausting. <laughs> and it kind of reminds me of hermit crabs because you know, hermit crabs they uh, change their shells. They'll uh, they move in from a smaller shell and then they move into a bigger shell and they kind of move around. And it's kind of funny when you see a hermit crab without a shell on because it looks really different. And uh, they actually, uh, BBC did uh, a nature show <laughs> on hermit crabs, and it's really fun to watch because. Uh, you see all these crabs intermittently, and they're switching shells. And one, the, the, the little runt at the end, he, he gets, he's the last one who's able to pick his shell, and the one he's got has a hole in it. <laughs> and the commentator says, well, a shell with a hole is better than no shell at all. And I'd have to agree. <laughs> uh, you know, we, uh, the place that we're in right now, it's not the most beautiful facility that you've ever seen. It's, and I, actually, I think there are some holes in the ceiling, maybe in a door here and there. But it's a place that I think we'll be able to make home and I think it's God's next step for us in, in the life and the stage and the growth of our church. And you know, a hermit crab is still a crab even when it doesn't have a shell. It's not the shell that makes it a crab. And in the same way, we're not a church because of the building that we're in. Uh, with or without a building or a gathering place, we're still a church because it's the people. It's, it's us. It's you and me and those that are a part of it. So the building that we have access to now, I would view more like a shell than a permanent location that will be in forever. And uh, I'm not sure how long that will be there. I'm, I'm hoping actually at least for uh, half a year to a year. Uh, we'll see what God does over this next year. But I don't know if you've ever doubted that God would provide for you. Have you? Have you? Maybe you've, you've wanted something or you've been praying for something and you're like, I don't know. I don't know if God's going to even come through. And if you look at the series or the picture for this sermon series that we're in right now, the guy holding a lantern in the dark and uh, 
wondering where to go, what's going to happen, do I have what I need? This is kind of, this picture is a good example of how I've felt over the past year, just looking one step at a time, where, where is God leading us to next? And before we moved in here, I had a really long list of prospective locations and venues and schools and libraries and community centers and bars and grills and all, all kinds of places that we could meet possibly throughout the city. And for a lot of different reasons, none of them were in range. And so over Christmas, uh, just now, just a couple weeks ago, we were without a home, we're like a hermit crab without a shell. <laughs> and uh, the, the few good options that I was banking on had dried up. And then I had no options. And I thought, you know, kind of like a hermit crab, actually, if they're not in a shell, they get scorched by the sun, they dry up real fast. I thought, we need a place, to, we need to be able to gather. And if we, if we don't have a gathering place, then eventually we'll dry up too. It's actually really important. God even commands us to continually gather. And that can look in a lot of different ways at different times. But maybe you've been in a position wondering if God was going to provide for you and you weren't really that sure. Maybe you felt a little hung out to dry. Maybe you feel like maybe he's neglecting you or your situation. Or maybe he's, maybe he's aware of your situation, but he's withholding for some reason. Maybe he doesn't care. Those are all thoughts and feelings that we may have as we're trying to make sense out of that. Last week I described, we looked at a passage in the Old Testament where the nation of Israel, the people of God, were on the move. And uh, they had, God had, you know, miraculously gotten them out of their slavery in Egypt, but they were, they were moving through the wilderness. It took 40 years. And the way that they moved was God would guide them. He would create a pillar of cloud during the daytime and a pillar of fire, just a big billowing, shining fire thing that they would follow at night. And uh, when the pillar moved, they would pack up their stuff. They had tents and they would move wherever the pillar went. And then when it stopped, they knew, okay, this is where God wants us to be for the night or for the week or for the month or for the year. And they'd be over a period of a long course of time. They would travel in this way, just only knowing the one next step that was in front of them. So what we looked at last week was the truth that God will not fail to guide. And that's what it says. Nehemiah was uh, a man who reflected back on this history of Israel. And he said, almost in a prayer back to God, he said, because of your great compassion, God, you did not abandon them in the wilderness. By day, the pillar of cloud did not fail to guide them on their path, nor the pillar of fire by night to shine the way that they were to take. And actually, here's, a, here's some pictures illustrating what it could have looked like as they were traveling and looking around which way to go. God never failed to guide them each step of the way. They probably wanted to know further. Maybe they wanted to have more of the steps laid out, but uh, God did guide them. And if you look at the next couple of verses from Nehemiah, this is chapter 9, we've, we learned something new. God will not fail to provide. He didn't fail to guide, and he didn't fail to provide. And it says, you have, it says, uh, Nehemiah told God, you gave your good spirit to instruct them. You did not withhold your manna from their mouths and you gave them water for their first thirst. For 40 years, you sustained them in the wilderness. They lacked nothing. Their clothes did not wear out, nor did their feet become swollen. So this people of God was on the move, trusting, trusting him, and he provided for them. And uh, some of the things that he provides 
uh, listed you know, in these verses. First, he provided the guidance that they needed from the pillar of fire and cloud, one step at a time. He also provided instruction through the Spirit, through the Holy Spirit of God. Any of the instruction they needed about how to live, how to navigate, how to handle relationships, laws and customs, and all kinds of ways that would lead towards blessing, he gave them the instruction that they needed. He provided food and water. And those are, of course, the essentials needed for life and for living. And then he provided, uh, it says, their clothes did not wear out and their feet did not become swollen. And those really, you know, were the resources that they needed to stay on mission. They had to keep traveling, keep moving, stay on track. And the fact that their clothes never wore out and their feet never got swollen, which is kind of a common thing when, when you're on your feet a lot, traveling a lot, walking a lot, carrying heavy burdens, um, that would be normal. But God provided the resources for them to stay on track. And, you know, if you look at that list of provisions, you know, instruction, food and water, resources, you know, it's not that much, but Nehemiah says they lacked nothing. They lacked nothing. I I would guess that maybe some of the people on the journey would disagree. (laughs) Like, no, I'm lacking all kinds of things. I don't have any of the comforts or the luxuries that I want. I, there's things in my life that are not figured out. We're in the wilderness, for crying out loud. And, uh, you know, it actually was pretty rough going for them. It was probably not a high moment in the history of this nation. But, you know, the amazing thing is that for us in our daily lives today, God does often provide far more than just, you know, the essentials. Uh, Many, there's many comforts and luxuries and help and things that sustain us and cheer us. So many blessings that God provides far above this. But we, we do often want more. It does often feel like I'm lacking this or that. But let me ask you, has God at least provided those things for you? Could you say in your life that he's provided you guidance? He's provided the instruction for living that you need? Has he provided things like essential things like food and water? And has he provided, maybe not indestructible clothing and feet, but maybe, maybe he's provided the resources that you need to keep moving in the direction that he's set you on. Would you say that God has provided at least those things for you? Now, I'm going to ask you a question, and uh, if you're watching online with us right now, then you can even enter something into the chat right now, because I'm going to ask a question. I'd love to just you know, open it up for some like feedback and some input right now. But I'd like you to actually think for a minute about what are the ways that God has provided for you. Like right now, think about some of the significant things in your life that, man, he, he really has provided. Maybe, maybe there's some unanswered prayers or there's some things not provided quite yet. But what has he given you? Maybe you think in these categories or something totally beyond that. And as, as, we, as we think about his provision, um, it's really good. It's actually, it moves, usually what happens, we think about God's provision, we become grateful. It's like, man, God, no, wait a minute, you really have taken care of me. And when we recount things and remember things, gratitude flows and really good things happen after that. So go ahead and put, put something in the chat or think about, you know, on your own right now, what are some significant things that God has provided for you? And by the way, in this story, this historical account, God provided for Israel right in the middle of a whole lot of sin. (laughs) 
they were rebellious. They were, they were forgetful. They would just go and do life their own way. They would live um, in ignorance and like chosen ignorance. And that's why, you know, in Nehemiah in chapter 9, the first verse we read, he, he says, because of your great compassion, Lord, you did not abandon them. Well, God needed to be really compassionate in light of how wayward they were. And knowing that God continues to provide for us, even when we're running off track, man, that only increases the feeling of gratitude that we have. So as you consider his provision, man, express some gratitude. Praise God. Thank you so much, Lord God, for providing for us. God has shown himself to continually guide us here at Valley Lights at each of our next steps. And it's it's hardly ever been more than one step at a time. It's usually only the next step. And, And maybe that's Maybe that's just normal for life, that God really only shines the light on the next step. God has shown himself continually to provide as well. And I think part of the reason that he provided for Israel is that, well, so they would keep moving. He provided for their needs so that they could stay on track, so they could stay on mission. They had to keep moving in the direction that he had set for them. And I think that God has provided for us so that we can stay on task as well. God's got some things intended for us to accomplish. And you know what? When I got the keys to this new building that we're in, it's totally empty. You know, it's, uh, it's clean. There's nothing in there. And I looked around and I've got the keys and I thought, man, we're going to, it's, it's officially ours. I signed, I signed, I, you know, my name is on the lease on the utilities. I'm kind of, uh, you know, my neck is on the line for this, for this building. And I mean, I thought, you know, it's actually the same way for the people of our church as well. I've, um, they've decided to follow me, and you've decided that uh, I'm the leader of this thing. And for me, the weight of responsibility for, for the church, you know, whether it's a building that we're meeting in or the people that we're with, as, as things grow, the stakes seem to keep getting higher. And my life is more and more on the line as we go. And the responsibility and the complexity of it increases. I thought, well, if something breaks, I guess I'm responsible for it or to maintain this thing. It's, it was kind of nice when we rented facilities on Sunday mornings together because we didn't have to take care of the property the whole rest of the week. But now that's a little different. But you know what? I'm in this now. We are, we're in this together. So I say, if this is the next step that God has given us, let's, let's push forward. Let's move together toward his plan for us. And I think there's three specific tasks that God has in mind for Valley Lights. Best, best as I can tell, some of the next steps for us. One, one of the current tasks is to claim the space that we're in. And what I'd like to do is make the appearance in our, you know, uh, taking over of this building, uh, I, want, I want to do it sharp. I want, to, I want things to look really good without draining our resources. Um, I want it to feel like us and look like us and look um, welcoming, but not go overboard because, again, I'm not totally sure how long we'll be here. Um, like I, I'm thinking at hopefully at least eight months, maybe a year. But I'm not quite ready to dump a lot of resources into it. And uh, so I'd actually like some help. I'd love some help from, from you that are a part of our church to, to walk around <laughs> the building and uh, brainstorm and think about what are some things that we can improve? What are some creative ways that we can make this a really warm and welcoming environment? I think we'll need to bring some furniture in, maybe 
put some plants up, hang some things on the walls. Uh, there may be a few things to fix. I think there's an, a kitchen we could install. Um, and I'd like to make a video recording studio in there as well. There's all kinds of things we could do. In fact, we've got a day coming up in a couple of weeks where we can do a, a bunch of these projects together and actually uh, have fun working shoulder to shoulder to, to pull some life into this building. And um, so I think that's one of the objectives for us right now is to claim this space. And uh, by the way, if you've got, you know, if you're part of our church and you've been uh, tracking along with us, I'd love to know if you've got any questions about how it all works, the space or concerns that you have come up. I, I'll try to address some of these as we go in the next couple of weeks. Um, but let me know if you've got any questions. Another task for us, I think, is to bring in the outsiders. So we're, we're in a new location. This is a new opportunity. Uh, you know, people generally don't want to drive more than five to ten minutes away to go to church, especially if they're sort of the not really churchy type of person. And I think, I believe, and I'm praying for people who God's ripening their hearts. He's preparing them, getting people. You know, all along in the life of our church, God has brought people to us and their life has intersected with us at just the right moment. And I'm anticipating that happening right now. There's going to be people that come to be a part of, a part of us because of where we've moved now. And uh, so bring in outsiders. You can invite people to come with you. I'd also like to be neighborly to the other tenants in this uh, shopping center. There's, we're right door to a, next door to a liquor store and a haircutting place and a video game store, a Bank of America, a Mexican food place, a Goodwill. There's all, there's all kinds of things here. And, uh, you know, we'll get to know some of the other people that live and, you know, work right near us. And then in a couple weeks as well, we'll be doing a, a new location launch. Since we're in a new space, let's just make a big splash. Um, we'll start a new attractive message series, uh, bring in some food, maybe do some advertising. And on, on February 6th, do uh, a new splash for that. So current task, claim the space bring in outsiders, and then third, and this one I'm really excited about, is strengthen our community. Now this one is actually isn't really tied to the location at all, but what we're gonna do is we're gonna focus on our core values as a church. And since we've been going for over a year, um, you who are with us, I want you to know who we really are. And I think Actually, part of the reason that God has given us this location, he's given us uh, an opportunity for some stability so that we can really focus on deepening our community. And the core values that we'll be looking at over the next couple months, it's what really sets us apart. You attend Valley Lights uh, not because there's no other churches to go to, but you're, you're tuned in and you're checked in because of some things that appeal to you. What, well, what are those things? I'd actually like to tell you what those things are. And I'd also like to hear from you. What, what are some of the things that stand out? You're still here. You're still a part of us, not because of the building that we're in or the location that we're meeting, but more it has to do with the way the people are interacting. And so our core values, they're called the heart attitudes. And there's seven of them from, uh, they come from Scripture and we're going to dive into those on Sunday mornings through a message series and then also in groups that meet uh, midweek, life groups. And uh, group life is where you'll really get to experience our core values. It's one thing to learn about it, 
to reflect on it, to study it, to comprehend it, but to experience it, to feel it come alive, that's totally different. And that's what I would very eager and excited for, for you to experience that in, in life groups. The groups that we're, that we're launching this week, um, I, I think this is going to be the powerful engine behind the strengthening of our community. And maybe you're not sure if uh, now is the right time for you to jump into a group, or maybe you've got some things that you feel like would, wouldn't work, or you've got questions or hesitations about that. I want to let you know that our community will be better with you in it. <laughs> uh, you're needed, and you're wanted to be part of it. We'd love to have you plug in. And uh, so if you're considering joining a group, don't, don't shrug it off just yet. God might be aligning things in your life right now so that you might really benefit from, uh, really, and really you might grow from being integrated into a strong relational community. You know, our, our whole country could tear apart at the seams, and sometimes it feels like it is. <laughs> Uh, but even if that happens, we could do well if we put in the effort to build a strong community together. So you, you'd still benefit from uh, more sporadic or uh, you know, Sunday-only engagement uh, if, if that's what's needed right now. And it, even if that's the case, I still want you here to be a part of that. But God is taking this church somewhere, and he's building something really good, and you can be a part of helping us build uh, and, and participate in what God is doing. So if you look at those three aspects of our current mission, the tasks that I think are before us right now, claiming this space, bringing in outsiders, and strengthening our community, well, hopefully, that, hopefully that's motivating to you. And uh, this, is, this is an exciting time for me. I'm really excited to see what's going to come next. It's been amazing to see that God has provided for us. He's provided a following, uh, which it amazed me that last week when we, when we gathered, uh, you know, on Thursday, I didn't know where we were going to gather for Sunday service. So I sent everyone an email to gather at the park outside, and it was a windy day, but just about, just about everyone showed up. <laughs> it amazed me. We had a full, complete service right, right out there outside the park with just a couple days' notice. And so I thought, man. There's the following. There's, there's people moving in a direction together. He's provided friendships. Relationships are getting really enjoyable. He's provided finances needed for all of these transitions. And he's put, now he's provided a facility. So praise God. He's the one that has started this church. He wants good fruit to come from it. And so let's, uh, let's just take a minute to pray over that space that God has provided together. Father God, thank you so much for opening the doors to this location, allowing us to have a space to gather, and the life change that will be coming here, you know, in the midst of uh, this space and these doors. Um, I thank you for the momentum that we can build as a church um, in deepening our community, reaching new people. Uh, I pray that you'd be honored and blessed by all the things that we do and the services that we have here, the conversations that happen in each of these rooms and here in, in the worship room in each of the kids' rooms, in the office, the recording studio. I pray that you'd be honored by this space. Would you fill it with your spirit and um, cause really good fruit to grow in our lives? And I pray that you'd be honored. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a wonderful week. I'll be excited to see you next time.